This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Jesus, Lord, we love you. We love you, but you first loved us. When we were unlovable, you gave your life for us. You said we were worth it. And then you saved us and turned our lives around that we have become a beauty and a wonder to behold. We're grateful. Take all glory, take all honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we look into your word of life this morning, Jehovah, I pray that you will speak to us. Uh, open our eyes of understanding that we may see the realities of the kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, do not allow any of us to live the same way we came. Transform us. Change our hearts. Bless our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, first of all, uh, I want to start by saying I hope you all had uh, a good Thanksgiving. Uh, my wife was not home, but nonetheless, God took care of us. You know, uh, if I was better, I didn't have to do anything. You know, somebody invited us over. I just went, crossed my leg, I ate, and then we played games and we celebrated. I said, see ya. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, but it was fun. I hope you had fun, too. You look like you had fun. You look like you had fun. The both of you, the way you're looking, it looks like it went well. Uh, a time of Thanksgiving is always an exciting time. Uh, for us, every day is Thanksgiving. You know, uh, everyone, anytime you, you still experience this side of eternity is a good day to give thanks. Praise the Lord. Because God is giving us an opportunity to get better, do better, and uh, uh, restitute our ways in one form or another. Amen? So, what I want to talk about this morning, I've simple, simply titled, Attitude of Gratitude. You know, and thinking about, I didn't have time to go dig it up, but I believe I have done something with this title before. It just seemed like, a reasonable title. You know what I'm saying? Attitude of gratitude. It has a rhyme. You know, if it was back in the day when I was young, maybe I'll just put together a rap, you know, on attitude for gratitude and, you know, put some swag to it. Are you that laughing at me or laughing with me? <laughs> you know, but I want to talk about uh, the attitude of gratitude today. You know, and based on my personal experience, I've always thought that uh, gratitude correlates very well with, with happiness, with joyfulness. I've always thought that a grateful person will be a happy person. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe just because of the way things happened for me. Because for me, half the time that I'm praying, or what of you, is thanksgiving. It's easier for me to thank God than for me to ask for stuff. You know, because when I look at my life and see all that is done for me, all I can say is thank you, Jesus. You know, through it all, through it all, in pleasant times and not so pleasant times, any reflection that I have 
is always, it ends with Thanksgiving. You know, I, I, <laughs> and believe me, I've been in some very, very difficult situation in my short life. You know, but every time I have the opportunity to then look back, it just reminds me of how great and how awesome this God really is. So as I was investigating this, I, let, let me see if there's anything written concerning this at all. Then I found this, and I quote. Say, research suggests that a correlation exists between gratitude and our happiness. Studies have found that when expressed either verbally or through written word, displays of gratitude boosts happiness, happiness levels in us, and encourage pro-social behavior, the kind that triggers empathy and is strongly linked to sharing, donating, and volunteering. What is this saying? That anyone with a, an attitude of gratitude, they will tend to be happier than those that are not so grateful. Anyone that is that has the attitude of gratitude, they tend to share more. They tend to volunteer. They tend to give more. Amen? And I have found this to be true for myself personally. Gratitude predisposes us to kindness and friendliness because gratitude makes you feel better about yourself. When you are grateful, you are not feeling sorry for yourself. A grateful person cannot be feeling, oh, me, see what my life has become. Never. A grateful person, right, a grateful person is happy about their life. They're happy about their situation. They may not like exactly what the situation is, but in spite of it, they can still say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, and uh, let's, let's continue because of time. Let's read 1 Thessalonians very quickly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and the 18th verse. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Very popular scripture. It says, be thankful in all. Somebody say all. Perspective here. Perspective. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. Why? Because this is the will of God for you. What is he saying? In good times, be thankful. In bad times, be thankful. What I found out is if you really know God, you'll be able to thank him in what is seemingly bad situation. You know why? Because you understand the ability and the power of God. Even though I know I'm, I'm in a fix, and I know that if I call Moa, Moa is able to help me. You know, I've called Rose in the past that Rose didn't come through. I'm just using examples. <laughs> Hypothetical examples. You know, I'm Diana every now and again. I'm just kidding. But if you know you have a reliable help and you're stuck and I say, hey Ben, X, Y, Z, 
and I know that Ben had called him in the past and has been there for me, even though the situation is not yet solved. I'm saying, Father, I thank you because I know Ben will definitely help me out. Amen? So I can give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because I know God. I know who God is. I know what he's able to do, and I know there is no limitation with God. Amen? So, be thankful in all circumstances because I'm going to give two, just two reasons very quickly because of time. Two reasons. Two reasons. Number one, be thankful to God because of God's providence and his omniscience. What do I mean by that? Our God is a providential God. It means before there is the need, he already met the need. Before you got to that situation, God already created the solution to that problem. You didn't know it, and that's why you're troubled. But the moment you realize it, you begin to ask yourself, why was I even worried before? Knowledge of God will deliver your life from fears of the unknown. One of the things that makes our hearts trepidate is just shaking. Because you don't know what will happen. Hello, can I introduce this God to you? Your God, he knows yesterday, he knows today, he knows tomorrow, he knows next year, he knows five years, he knows ten years, he knows every outcome that is possible in your life. Can I dare say something to you this morning? Even in those situations that you have concluded that it was a mistake, God will still use that mistake to bring you to where he's taking you. <laughs> I had this story when I, the last time I went to Dallas. And uh, <laughs> maybe because of the researcher in me, I had to go check it out for myself so that I don't tell, <laughs> I'm not telling fables. I went and researched it and found it to be true. You can check it out for yourself. Check out Bowl Weevil Statue. Bowl spelled B-O-L-L. Weevil, W-E-E-V-I-L. Bowl Weevil Statue. A city in Alabama built a statue for a pest. It's like saying <laughs> rat statue. <laughs> they built a statue for a pest. The question is why? Bull weevil is a pest that destroys cotton farms. Cotton plantation, the cotton fruit, as the thing is developing, it eats it up and destroys it. All back in the day, late 1800s, early 1900s, all of the south, from Texas all the way to Atlanta, their cash crop was cotton. Once bull weevil came in, devastated plantations. Many people lost their life savings. And then in a city in Alabama, a farmer had visited Atlanta and came back with granite seed, decided to plant, 
had a bumper harvest. That is how the whole town, their cash crops switched from cotton to peanuts. And they said, the bone weevil opened our eyes of understanding to other possibilities. What you are calling a disaster today might just be an opportunity for you to discover something new in your life. Why do I, why should I give thanks? Why should I have a grateful attitude? Why? Because God is a providential God. And God is the omniscient God. He know, there's nothing he doesn't know. The, the definition of omniscience is a mind that knows everything. I think a good awareness for anybody is to know that you don't know everything. Oh, God told me, God helped me to see that about myself long ago. A good self-awareness is knowing that I don't know it all. If you know you don't know it all, it will not be difficult for anybody to correct you. It will not, you will be teachable. Why? Because you know that you don't know. The worst state in life is you don't know and you don't know that you don't know. It's a tragedy. <laughs> it's a tragedy. You know? And I know as I'm talking, some, some of you, you are, you are remembering somebody that didn't know and did not know that they didn't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Watch this. If you were going somewhere that you have never been before in your car, somebody gives you an address, let's meet at XYZ place, you know, what do you do? Boom, boom. You plug it in your GPS. And GPS telling you, turn right, you know, in 100 meters, you know, curve along, the, make it sharp, right? You know, and then it will draw the thing, it's going like this. How many of you are anxious that you will get lost with the GPS guiding you? Do you know where you are going? No. But because you have the GPS, you, you are at peace. In fact, you are even on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you are on the phone. You are watching the thing and you are talking. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Intermittently, you, you are quiet and depending on what's going say, no, I, I'm following the GPS. Yeah, okay, continue. Isn't that the case? You are not in trepidation. You are, you are not anxious. You are not worried. Will we get there or will we not get there? You know why? You have full faith and confidence in the GPS. One of the reasons many of us worry so much is because we lack full faith and confidence in God. When you do, it changes everything. You don't have all the answers, but you know you know someone that has all the answers, and that someone is God. Can I give you a quick example here? You know, time is never a friend, but... Uh, Let's rush through this very quickly. How many of us know the story of Joseph in the Bible? Joseph in the Bible. The scripture says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, God causes. He <laughs> said, and we know. Somebody say, we know. And we know that God causes everything. Some things, good things, mild things. Everything. He said, God causes everything 
to do what? To walk together. It means every, every situation of my life, God is orchestrating them to walk together for his purpose in my life. God is. I'm not doing it. God is. Sometimes, it's not impossible that we'll take a detour inadvertently. Right? Maybe you missed an exit. <laughs> right? What does the GPS do? And still takes you to destination. The fact that you missed it before does not mean you are lost for life. Is somebody hearing me this morning? The same way the GPS will reroute you and take you to that destination, if you let God, it can still take you from your error and bring you to his predestined place for your life. He will do it. You know why? He's God. He's God. He's God. <laughs> Let me tell you how I ended in San Antonio. We'll come to Joseph in a minute. So when I got here, in fact, this, this month, this month <laughs> makes it exactly 20 years that I came to America. <laughs> to God be the glory. But listen to this. So I came in November, you know, fully ready to take America. <laughs> fully ready. By December, my wife was pregnant. And the pregnancy shook her. I didn't waste time. November, December, that's correct. I didn't misspeak. <laughs> By December, she was pregnant. By January, she couldn't work. Morning sickness, really bad. Here I was, didn't have a job. But I could do the do. <laughs> we were going really broke. We were doing payday loans to take care of bills. And here's the thing. In that period, amazing God. Amazing God. But God had you guys in mind, so he didn't let any of that work. Within a few weeks that I got to America, I got a grant, a fellowship grant from NIH, the same NIH you now know. Most people didn't know NIH before. I got a grant by NIH to do a fellowship program. But because everything was so new to me, I didn't know what to do. He said, you need somebody, someone that already has a grant with NIH because it's your first grant. We're going to pass that money through that person and then you can work under them and then they'll be disbursing your money to you. I couldn't find anybody. So one day, we just went downtown, my miserable self. I was like, what am I going to do? Wife is pregnant. You know, and I'm walking down the street. I saw a sign that army will give you $20,000 if you sign up. I said, ah, ah. Some people sit in their living room. The car comes and crushes them there, and they die. I will go. That's how I joined the army. The army brought me to San Antonio. And today, 18 years and counting, we have Salvation Center. You see the providence of God? That is why I keep telling you, wherever God has you now, enjoy it. Stop complaining. Ah, look at me. Uh, this is not my life. We know. We, we know you were a big shot before you came here. But this is where you are now. So I, I remember in my home country, I, I used to drive. Nobody really cares. 
Ain't nobody really cares. What are you driving now? That's what they are looking at. You know, so stop taking yourself to the past that is not helping you. Enjoy where you are because God is preparing you for your next level. It's taking you somewhere and it's a place, it's a great place. We, we, we won't be able to delve into this. So Joseph, you know his story. Genesis, you read Genesis from chapter 37 and read chapter 39 and, and so on and so forth. But watch this. God gave Joseph a dream. He shares his dream with his brothers. Clearly, the brothers had a gift that Joseph did not have. Because the brothers were able to interpret his dream. If Joseph knew the interpretation of his dream, I doubt he would have told his brothers. But he told them, and they were able to interpret the dream. This is what the Lord said to me here. Watch this. Instead of being envious of somebody else's dream or gift and, say, and comparing yourself with people, why don't you focus on your own gift? They had a gift. What took Joseph to the palace eventually was not his ability to dream. It was his ability to interpret the dream. That gift you have that you are looking down on is what is going to take some people to the very top. They were looking, on, looking down on their own ability, their own gift to interpret dreams. They hated him. They conspired. They sold him into slavery. Let me read just one verse there. Just one verse. This is what they said as they sold him. Genesis 37 verse 8. Genesis 37, verse 8. The Bible says they hated him because of his dream and the way he talked about it. That's really not where I'm going. Uh, you read further down. In verse 20, verse 20, watch this. In verse 20, they said, let us sell him. Let, let's, let's throw him in the pit and let a, a wild animal kill him. Why? Come, come watch this. Verse 20, uh, Genesis 27, uh, 37, 20. It says, come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we will see what becomes of his dreams. The real problem with him was his dream. They wanted to make sure that that dream did not come to pass. Can I tell you something this morning? What God says, who God says you are, what God says you have, nobody can take it from you. Your amen is underwhelming. I pray. What, what is mine is mine. What is mine is mine. I don't care how you feel about it, how you like it or don't like it. What God says is mine, is my own. Is my own. He said, let us kill him so we can destroy his dream. Then somebody said, don't let's kill him. Let's make money off of him. So they sold him. The whole intent is to end that dream. Because in their own mind's eye, he was going to inherit their father's stuff. And that's how he's going to rule over them. 
God had better plans. God has a better plan for your life. You have absolutely no reason in this life to be envious of anybody. Whatever God has done for them, he can do for you. Oh, let me take it back. Whatever he has done for them, based on their capacity, if you have a larger capacity, God can do much more for you. Absolutely no reason. You know, let let me just stay, stay here. Let me stay here. Watch this. Watch this. Very important. Very important. The purpose of this event is to destroy his dreams. But we know. Somebody say we know. We know know that God causes all things to work together for our good. (laughs) So even though they sold him into slavery, God used that slavery situation to bring him close to his destiny. (laughs) The very thing that was supposed to destroy him, God used that very thing to bring to fulfillment what plan God has for his life. Hallelujah. The Bible says, those that compare themselves by themselves, they are not wise. You know what it means? So I have a a gift of dreaming dreams. <laughs> you have a gift of interpretation of dreams. Now you want to compare yourself to myself. We are out of order. There's no comparison. Someone has to dream the dream for you to interpret. And then it's useless for me to dream if there's no interpretation. So we need each other. How about we tag team? And then we have the ministry of dreaming and interpretation. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't do no such ministry. God has perfected everything I have. But, 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 but let's come back. Let's come back. So their whole plan was to destroy his dream. Your apparent loss and tragedy is working out for your good. Amen. It's working out for your good. Amen. The bold weevil was destroying them in Alabama. But God was using that situation to show them a better alternative. That community today, their number one cash crop up till today is peanuts. God transformed their life and their situation. Let me take the second one very quickly. Salvation. Why should I give thanks? If you have known Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you must celebrate your salvation. One of the reasons we don't know to celebrate salvation is because the salvation that many have today is the salvation to get. I'll tell you what I mean. So now that I'm saved, God is obligated to do this for me and give me this and give me that. He will do it because you are his son. You are his daughter. He will do it. But that's not the point of your salvation. Salvation, what salvation really means is I was on the precipice of destruction. In fact, I was tipping over. I was falling over. And then he grabbed me. And he saved me. He said, this one is not hell worthy. This one is heavenly worthy. So the destruction that is to come, and it's very real, 
we may not talk about it much. Hell is a real place. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Hell is a real place. Everyone that denies Jesus Christ will end up in hell ultimately unless they repent. Right? That's what the Bible says. For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe will not perish. There is a certain perishing for anyone that has rejected and refused Christ. It is certain. That destruction is what salvation has saved us from. That is more valuable than all the cars in this world. That is more valuable than all the houses in this world. That is more valuable than your bank account. I don't care how much you have in your bank account. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Amen? You want to be a rich sinner? What shall it profit? There's no profiting. Zero. Nobody. Nobody. At least as of today, has gained the whole world. Bezos very rich. He doesn't have the whole world. If he decides to talk too much, Buhari in Nigeria will tell him, Uncle, shut your mouth. This is Niger. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody has gained the whole world, and nobody will. He says, if you, if you are able to to corner all of the earth is now yours. It still does not compare to your soul. So why do I give thanks? Because of salvation. Because God is saying, as valuable as all of the earth is, your soul, your life is more valuable. And that is why he came to die for you. Glory in that. Rejoice in that. For me personally, <laughs> I knew the trajectory of my life. You know, there are some things, <laughs> some things I did back then. I'm too embarrassed to even, even to say as a testimony. I'm embarrassed to say. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's so bad that you look at me. You, you, uh, <laughs> Pastor is exaggerating. Exaggerating. So for me, when I think about where I was headed, and think about where I am today, I cannot but give thanks to the Lord. To thank God is so easy for me because he rescued me from me. He rescued me and delivered me from myself. You know, if you, if you don't have this kind of understanding, perhaps you need to pray and say, Lord, show me what salvation really means to me. You know, I'm not anybody's judge. I can't judge anybody. But heaven is real. And so is hell. Very real. So make sure that your salvation is genuine salvation. All this flaky floating about and just coming to church and doing Christian lingo. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got it, brother. You it doesn't get anybody anywhere. If you understand your salvation, you will give thanks always. It, it wouldn't be a formula that when you begin to pray, you first of all say thank you, 
and then you will worship, and then you will do confession. It's not a formula. It's just born out of a heart of gratitude. Lord, I'm grateful. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, my Lord. It will come naturally from your heart. Nobody is pushing it. Nobody is forcing it. Why? Because you understand what it delivered you from. Many people have not been delivered from it. That's why it cannot be a thing of thanksgiving. I will finish with this. In Matthew chapter 4, the third temptation the devil had for Jesus was, the Bible says he took him to a very high mountain and he showed him all the world. He said, I will give you all of the kingdoms of the earth and their glory if you will bow down and worship me. You know what that says to me? The cosmos, the world system can prosper you. But that's not the prosperity that God is talking about. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22, the Bible says, the blessings of the Lord, they make rich and add no sorrow to it. You know, many years ago, a few years ago, CNN did a survey around the world looking for the happiest place on earth. And they found it to be Lagos, Nigeria. For real. Please, let's stay focused. It's true. You can go and Google it and look for it. It was Lagos, Nigeria. You know what they found out? They found out that happiness is not really directly correlated to wealth. It's not directly correlated to wealth. That was the lesson from that survey. Happiness is not directly correlated to wealth. I saw a movie the other day. The guy said, I slept better until I became rich. You know why? He lacked Jesus. You can have all the money in this world. As long as Jesus is in your heart, you will be all right. He offered them the world systems. And that is what is happening in the church today. Too many people are using the worldly system, cosmos. That's how they want to get it in the street by and by. And then come back and say, see what the Lord has done. Well, it's between you and uh, how you did it. Please rise to your feet. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.